Father, we thank you. We appreciate you. We magnify you. Thank you because once we yearn sincerely for anything, you will release to us as long as it is part of your will. You're not a wicked father. The choristers have come on our behalf. So this is all that we long for, holiness, that we might be true children of our father. We pray tonight that you will speak to us, you will explain it to us, that each one of us might be partakers of your kind of holiness in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Praise the Lord. God helped us last week. We check about the nature of God. And this week we will be looking at holiness as a nature of God. There are two principal scriptures that we'll be considering tonight. First is First Peter chapter number one verses fifteen and sixteen. But if you if you will not mind I would like to read it from verse 13, read 13 to 16, then I'll come to Hebrews chapter 12, and we'll read some few verses there, and then we can trust the Lord to speak to us from there. Wherefore, guard up the loins of your mind, be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ as obedient children not fashioning yourselves according to the former lusts in your ignorance but as he which had called you is holy, so be holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. May the Lord bless this word in our hearts in the name of Jesus. If you will permit me also. I would like to read um, Hebrews chapter 12. I will read from verse 5 to um, save time. But I will read up to um, verse 15 very deliberately. And ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. For whom the Father loveth, he chasteneth and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. If ye endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the father chasteneth not? But if ye be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then are ye bastards, and not sons. Furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh which corrected us, and we gave them reference 
shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the father of spirits and live for they verily for a few days chastened us after their own pleasure but he for our profit that we might be partakers of his holiness now no chastening for the present seemeth to be joyous but grievous nevertheless afterward it yielded the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby wherefore lift up the hands which hang down and the feeble knees and make straight paths for you for your feet lest that which is lame be torn out of the way but let it rather be healed follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord looking diligently lest any man fail of the grace of God lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you and thereby many be defiled may the Lord bless this word in our hearts in the name of Jesus I have two big scriptures um, joined together tonight and I don't know how we will do it in these few minutes now for us to um, have a grip on the matter that is here if I bring you back to first Peter that I read you will discover verse 13 brought an issue it said wherefore guard up the loins of your mind be sober everywhere I hear the Lord say be sober and you know I have not been privileged to see any man who attains godliness without being sober. I don't know. And I will not be able to pursue it, but say be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ and if you follow very carefully you will notice also that as Hebrew was speaking to us it talked about in verse 15 so looking diligently lest any man fail of the grace of God we are coming if the Lord will help us to that extent tonight there is this grace that is that is brought to a man's life when Jesus is revealed in him and you know last week we were talking about that seed Jesus when Jesus is revealed in a life there is this grace I don't know its name because as I studied the Bible I have found that, that there are many graces in the Bible Moses was praying one day and he was talking about two graces at the same time he said but you said I have found grace in your sight eh, show me grace now that I may find grace say, ah, which one are you talking that you may accept that these people are your people and then God came and said alright my presence will go with you and you shall have rest so I understood 
that there is a saving grace there is an enabling grace there is a grace who is a teacher who teaches and the grace of God that bringeth salvation had appeared unto all men teaching us to deny all ungodliness now I'm seeing another grace that is to be brought at the revelation of Jesus when Jesus is carved out when Jesus is formed in a life there is this grace that is brought upon that life and so the Bible says as obedient children not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust in your ignorance but as he which had called you is holy so I'd like you to take note of that word so in that balance in that dimension coming to that standard of the person who has called us be holy in all manner of conversation I hope you know that when King James uses the word conversation he's talking about character he's talking about our actions what we do in all manner whereas holiness is very simple in its in its definition and I do not want to imply that it is complex in its application no but there are few things alike us to check tonight before we pray I know that when we say be holy the Bible is simply saying be set apart be separated be consecrated be dedicated or be sanctified because the word holy itself is talking about something that is set apart for a use and I want you to know that that word is not the exclusive preserve of Christian in fact even people who are not Christian could also use it I, I hope you know that when Nebuchadnezzar cast the image of gold he invited people to the dedication and to the consecration of that image the first day I saw the word consecration for the image I felt so disappointed how can how can you use this kind of word for for this image I felt so disappointed that such a word could be used but you know I'm sure God will have smiled so you are still a small boy you don't understand so as I was growing I got to know that the word consecration or the word holiness or the word sanctification can be used in both senses when you say something is holy it means it's set apart for a use either godly or ungodly you know I'm a local boy grew up in a local environment and I remember that in those days um, my mother used to have this small broom that she uses to prepare a wedu stew we call it Ijabe in Yoruba land alright and we also have something a look-alike broom in the toilet uh, they look very very alike whereas the one in the kitchen is holy to the kitchen and the one in the toilet is holy to the toilet and there is no woman in his in her right senses that will say ah where is this Ijabel? since the one in the toilet looks like it let me I will just sterilize it and then I will use it no it doesn't happen that way 
the one in the toilet stays permanently in the toilet and it doesn't cross carpet to the kitchen and the one in the kitchen stays permanently in the kitchen they could be bought same day from the same person at the same amount by the same person but the use appear to be very different but so that we will know that there is a holiness that is different from another holiness the bible is saying be ye holy as the one who called you is holy if we have time we can pursue and study jehovah's holiness but i want to quickly introduce something which he introduced to me even though it wasn't easy at all it wasn't easy you know when jesus Christ was dealing with holiness one day and he said your father in heaven we give rain to both the good and the evil he said be ye holy as your father is holy so i stood and said is that holiness he said yes how do how do i attain to that and you know i can assure you that if i were to be god i know we are to put rain and i know we are not to put rain it doesn't cost me anything there are things and you know you can imagine a herbalist is waiting for the first rain and he want to use it to injure somebody and yet, God will not say because the man was going to use that rain for something evil, he will not release rain. All of that confused me a lot. So one day, and I'm sharing something very, very personal with you. One day, God brought me to this scripture. Hebrews chapter 12 and he wanted to teach me his own kind of holiness and how to attain it it's not easy permit me to speak like a human being it's not easy uh, within my eyes the thing with my eye my eyes see my mouth said no fee talk and where where look said and ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children in fact the way he started with me that day i wonder what kind of message is this say you have forgotten you have forgotten an exhortation that came to you that I don't just release to people except to my children. And what is the exhortation? Say, my son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord. Excuse me, what's the meaning of despise? Eh? To, to take with contempt. Is despise and reject the same thing? Now, I want you to understand. It's a big problem. Say, despise not. They just not reject not. If it's about rejecting it, it's okay. I, I don't think, I don't know how to put it to you now. But let me trust God for utterance as I pursue this thing. Despise not the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. Now, what's the meaning of faint? Thank God you are medical people. When somebody faints, what has happened to him? You have to teach me because I want to learn. What? 
loss of consciousness. I don't understand the first one which is you talk now. It's for a while. Transient. Alright. So, it's a transient situation. A loss of life. And I know that faint sometimes could mean when you get tired, when you get weary, when you are no longer enthusiastic about it. And I was asking, so what are you talking about? I should not treat with contempt. You know, sometimes some big boys, when we're in secondary school, when they are caught and they are brought to the assembly and they are giving 12 strokes of the cane, just dust it. And you know, we will shout. And of course, what will the principal do? He can't beat all of us. Now, nobody say that in open ammo. He just takes time, behave as if nothing did happen. Now, the Bible says, despise not the chastening of the Lord. Now, my question is, what is this chastening of the Lord such that I must not despise it? Is it a chastisement that comes when a man offends? If it is the one that comes when you offend, it will have come as reject not the chastening of the Lord when thou art being rebuked of him. But he didn't say reject not. He said despise not. Do not take it as something light as something that is not part of your cause. Said so this one is not caucus. No. This is a major cause. And don't be weary. Faint not when thou art rebuked of him. Now look at the Bible. Say, for whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. Now, I will tell you that these scriptures are very, very confusing to me when the Lord introduced them to me. That because you love me, that's why you are going to make me to be hungry. I don't understand that kind of love. Jesus was talking. In Luke 11, one day, he was teaching about prayer. And he talked about this man who had the visitor and having nothing to say before him. Say so he will go to his friend and knock and say, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread. And Jesus Christ said, He that is with him will say, Look, I can't rise so we are in bed already. My children are in bed with me. I can't rise and give you anything. Jesus said, even though he will not give him because he is his friend. Ah. Would that, should that be the reason he will not give him the bread he is asking for? He said, why will you not give me bread? He said, because you are my friend. Now, it took me time for me to understand that those that could receive things quick from God are likely not his friends. <laughs> Am I saying something that looks reasonable now? It doesn't look reasonable. If this brother is my brother and we are friends, Jesus is saying, and this other is not my friend, just passing by. And this brother said, Look, you know I have not eaten. Just just bring five hundred naira from your pocket now. I want to eat oh. I said, Go see. Oh well upon you, but go see nothing for you. He said, Give me now. I said, I'm not giving you. And this one comes. He has not spoken two words. And I give him 500. He said, why did you give him 500? I, I told you I needed money. I want to eat. 
He said, but you are my friend now. He won't understand. And just one off. He's a stranger. Just give him, let him go. What has brought us together is more than 500 naira. And what will sustain this relationship is not 500 naira. So even if I don't give you, our friendship continues. It took me time to understand that nature of God. It took me time that those he regards as his friends are not those who come for consultation. Who are looking for what to snatch from him and for that to come and praise him. He's looking for those who will receive nothing and yet will remain committed to him. So, this Bible says, For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scourgeth. Now, I hope you know that chastisement and scourging, they do not look the same. Eh? Scourging. Scourging. The Roman scourging which they gave my master each time I come to that point. You know, you just say, by your stripes, I am healed in the name of Jesus. You headache, I command you. It's all right. But you need to figure out what brought that benefit. It came from a Roman scotch. A very long whip laced with sharp metals that when they throw it on a man's body, it curls round about him and they pull it and it will tear his body. And the Bible says, when God scourges you, it is because you are his son. He has approved. Am I communicating? Look, I'm telling you a story that is not palatable because for God to bring this thing to my understanding, I it's not it's not cheap. And I don't I don't want to scare you. So I still feel I should not tell you the whole story. But let me concentrate on the story in the Bible. And say, if ye endure chastening, is anybody carrying NIV? Is anybody carrying NIV? No NIV here. You have NIV. Can you read that verse 17 for me? Verse 7, please. Yeah, verse 7. Endure hardship. As what? As discipline. Now, I see a new definition that the Bible brings to hardship. It said, hardship actually is a discipline to make you a disciple. I know you are not enjoying it, but the exhortation is endure it endure hardship as discipline yes sister so when God introduces hardship to a Christian the Bible says you are no longer a child he's simply treating you as a son that is that sonship is an issue that we may not pursue now. Yes, sister. For what son is not disciplined by his father? What son? What son? Yes. If you are not disciplined, now it appears you have Johnson. Maybe my NIV is different from your NIV. Uh -huh. You see, this is where my trouble is. 
He said, everyone, everyone. So don't think of running away that you will. It's not don't reject. The trouble is that you cannot reject it, but don't despise it. I wish I would be able to deal with that now, but I want to establish some few other things. Can you read on my sister? Moreover, yes, who discipline us? Yes, we respected them for it. You know that, you know, sometimes when I beat my children, I don't, I'm not a person who beats at everything, it could take months. I don't, maybe twice in a year, or thrice. But once I want to beat, I will beat you so that you will remember for a very long time. <laughs> and I'll be beating you smiling. And because, it's not because I'm hungry. I will have sat down and set up. You see this, so. This is what the Bible says, and this, and this. What have you done now? He passes judgment by himself. It's all right. Um, so now I will beat you. I will beat you. So that you will be remembering. And once, they, once I say I will beat you, they know nothing will change that. They will be quoting scripture. I will also be quoting scripture. <laughs> Especially my boys, yeah. A man of God, though. And the Bible says, forgive. <laughs> Smart boy. So, we are dealing with a very, very important matter which our attention must be drawn to. Yes, sister, you are reading something for us. When our parents beat us, we don't despise them. What do we do, please? We respect them for it. When our teacher in those days beat us, you don't meet him and treat him with contempt. You actually revere him. Am I correct? You may not appreciate the fact that he beat you. Yoruba will say, Yautoya, make a daffo. Eh? You know, when you beat somebody, it could be causing for the But when you beat him very well, he'll be praying for you. He'll be praying, he'll say, ah. It go better for you <laughs> when he's been beaten. Now, our parents, when they flog us, except we are not their children, if we are, my father was a very hard man, though a pastor, and I happen to be the only child. Most times when he's going to beat me, he will have allowed me to sleep. Then he ties my hand. You won't ever believe he's my father when he's beating me. But, you know, so I grew up to become a very disciplined child. And I will always be grateful. I was talking to a sister in Lagos where I went to preach some few weeks ago. And she said she wants to bring food for me and that. Do you like this? Do you like this? Hey, what about mango? I said, I laughed. I said, no, mango. I said, say, what's happened? I said, it's a long story. You know, so she came to me. She said, what's the about mango that you don't want to? I said, ah. When I was in Form 1, I followed some big boys to the nearby bush, nearby farm, to pluck mango. And the owner came with a ding gun. And it was all of us scattered. I ran to hide myself and I quietly prayed. 
I said, God, my father must not hear that I'm here. If you will do that this man will not catch me here, I won't take mango again. <laughs> and so since 1975, I have not taken mango. The sister said, well, but that is gone. I said, I made a vow. I made a vow I will not take it again. And since that day, now why did I have to make such a vow? Because of the respect I had for my father. Because it wasn't here that from school I went to go and pluck mangoes. I know the standard of life he wanted me to live. Now, I am tracing something tonight. I will soon be tying it together and be praying. Yes, sister. How much more should we submit to the Father of spirits? Let's submit our back for his chastening so that we may live. Now all I am dealing with, this is not a chastisement that comes because of wrongdoing. The Bible says, it pleased the father to bruise him. I said, what did he do? He said, nothing. It is just my pleasure to bruise him. Why will you just bruise your son? He said, it's because it pleases me so. For me to prove that this one is my son, I injured him deliberately. You know, the devil wanted to play on it. He said, unto the son of God. So why will a son of God be hungry? Command the stones. Jesus Christ said, man shall not live by bread alone. He understood that God deliberately exposed him to hunger for him to live. There is a nature, and you know, as I am dealing with these things, you will think it is something very unusual. You know, it is not possible for you to, to stay in the office of God and you will not misbehave. If you are not trained in this pattern of life. Imagine Jesus coming down from the level of God and then found in the fashion of a man. And the Bible said he taught it not robbery. He didn't imagine that he was robbed. Ha. The Samaritans denied him entrance into their city. This is where he met the woman preached and they detained him for two days and he labored. Broke all his appointment for them and now he needed transit visa. They said, no, we are not going to give you. They stamped his passport and they threw it back at him. James and John said, didn't Elijah call fire? Let us call fire and consume these people. Jesus Christ said, but I didn't think I was robbed. Was I robbed? Was I denied anything? He said, no. Let's go to another village. Tax collectors arrested him over the land that he made with his own hand. They said, you must pay tax. And they detained him. He couldn't move. He had to send Peter to go and get money. Now, ordinarily, for me, if I were God, though, I would have just said they should become vegetable there and be flourishing in the tax office as vegetables. But he never thought he was denied anything. Now I was wondering how did he enter into such dimension of largeness of heart devoid of bitterness and is not willing to exert force over anybody. I was trying to find out how did he enter into, and you know 
anything you do to God is okay. If he does something now and you didn't praise him, do you know he will not take it back from you? He won't struggle. I have never seen God struggling with anybody. I said, ah, what kind of God is this? You are just so open-hearted, large-hearted, so liberal. You just pour things out of your goodness to all men without discrimination. So how do I enter into this kind of lifestyle? I noticed that for Jesus to enter into it, he went through this. He was scourged. Sister, you are reading something for us. Yes. As they taught best, our father disciplined us for a little while. Yes. But God disciplined us for our good that we may share in what place? In his holiness. So, if if I have liberty of time, I will have started to discuss some few issues with you now. But I want you to know that God brings discipline. God brings chastisement. God brings scourging upon his own children because that is the only way by which they can share in his holiness. I am still learning it. Very tough, but very refreshing. Very refreshing. Look, look, I think we should just read so that I can, I can, I can tie it together. Yes, my, my sister. No discipline seemed pleasant at what? At the time. Or painful later. However, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace. Harvest of righteousness and peace only to those who have been trained. Me, I no go suffer. You can't partake of God's holiness. It's very far from you. These are songs that have robbed us of the presence of God in our days. He said, there's nobody that is godly. These are part of the reason. Godliness is so scarce in the midst of so-called God children. I want you to know that there is an harvest of righteousness. There is an harvest of peace for those who are trained. King James used exercised thereby. Read on my sister. Therefore, now, I will be, if I have that time, I'll be dealing with that. Strengthen your feeble hands. Are you going through issues and you have checked your life? There is no possible sin that could have caused that. And you are about to lose grip. The Bible says, strengthen your hands. Yes? And your weakness should be strengthened as well. Yes? Yes. All right. You have not finished. All right. You have not finished. Make every effort to live in peace. Now, this is where I will tie it. We will soon be praying in a short while. You know, in my personal experience, I have been reading this scripture for years and I've preached from it I don't know how many times. 
But the day God confronted me with this issue, and he brought me to this point, and he said, I don't have instruments with which to discipline, with which to chastise, and with which to scourge my people apart from men. If you don't follow peace with them, you are fighting me. Because I am the one using them as whip to flog you. When somebody comes to steal your laptop, you are bitter in your heart. Say, God, how could this happen to your son? God is simply wanting to ensure that you are broken. So that if tomorrow he has put power in your hand and somebody misbehaves, you will not use that power carelessly. He's waiting to see that brother, if you meet him, say, why did you steal that laptop? He say, I don't know. Something just pushed me. I think it is a devil. Not all is about devil. Sometimes it is God who has pushed. You know, I tell you a story. I was robbed 28th of December. I was coming from a meeting on the Jebode Road. And because I'm also involved in you know, prison work, I rehabilitate and all that. So one of those that we have rehabilitated came and he heard me saying that I was robbed. Ah, I said so. I saw two laps of Labo Sabo yesterday. I'm sure they must be yours. And some handsets. In fact, I saw one wedding ring, self. <laughs> they must be yours. I said, are you sure? I said, where are you doing? He said, ah, you know, when I, was, when I was still operating, we used to have this guy that we used to sell things. I said, eh. After an hour, he called me. He said, I told, I told you. They're your laptops. Though. And the man said, if you pay 10000 he will release it. So I phoned the IPO. I said, this is what I had. The IPO said, if you have money, play along. Or come after those men. The brethren said, give him now. Show that you trust him. So I gave him the 10,000. Except I will see him tomorrow. He knew I was robbed. Two laptops, a wedding ring, my wristwatch, digital camera, so many things. And yet, few days after, he took 10,000 naira from me again and bolted away. Now, if you were in my shoe, what would you do? You look for beautiful Congo of courses and poor. I just told the brother, I said, look, forget it. We have to start a marathon fast that day. I said, forget, push it behind you. Let's go. I didn't tell my wife until about two months after. So last week ago or two weeks ago, one of the brethren cornered him. And he said, ah, I've seen this boy. I've seen it's here. What are you going to do? I said, what do you think I will do? Nothing. He said, speak to him. I said, bro, why did you do that? He said, I don't know. I'm sorry. I said, but you know, for me, there's no problem. There's no problem. <laughs> the chastening of the Lord. When he does it to a man, not necessarily because you have wronged him, but because he loves you. And he wants you to come to a level where he can trust you with something tangible and you will not be intoxicated. So he uses men to scorch he uses, in fact, people you will not expect to say evil things about you. They'll be saying it and they'll be registering their signature on it. And you say, you, you mean you can treat me this way? If you understand what God is doing, you should go back to your room and roll on the floor and say, so, I am a son now. So I'm no longer a baby. 
So, you have also registered me as one of those that will partake of your kind of holiness. So, you have an expectation over my life. So, you believe I also could come to a point that you can appoint me as a son and introduce me to this generation. Finish that verse so that we pray now. Without holiness. Read verse 15. See to it that you don't lose what? The grace of God. Yes. See to it that no bitter root grows up. Yes. To cause trouble and defile many. Now, as we pray, I want you to know that you can sit down, my sister. Thank you very much. I want you to understand that the desire of God is that you will not even give space for bitterness to arise when it scourges you. You can use your lecturer, a course you think should not, you should not score that low. It could make, I said, look, I did it. I did it. So people will deliberately enjoy you. And you must not fight back because he is the one that is coaching. You still listen to them, you relate to them as friends. How come that Judas Iscariot came leading men to come and arrest Jesus? And Jesus Christ said, Friend, why would Judas be called a friend? Because he knew that it was not Judas, it was the Father. And the Bible says, Wherefore God has highly exalted him. And has given him a name above all names. God deliberately vacated the throne and said, Sit down there to my own glory. Whatever you say is law. Every name must bow at the mention of your name. Stand up and let us pray. If I promise you that it's a pleasure ride, I'm economical with the truth. It's not a pleasure ride. God will use it. In fact, situations will come and you will not just understand. As I was jumping out of that experience, I was to buy fuel and I went to the toilet to ease myself under 30, 60 seconds. Brother just came into the car and rammed it against a wall. Broke the windscreen, broke the headlamp, wasted the whole thing. And it will be like a bill of 200 and something over. The brother sat down, his head bowed. I came to him and said, Brother, were well, you sad? I prayed for him. He said, You don't know what God has used you to do. Yes, I should be traveling to, to Ogumosho now. But God, I don't think God wants me to go. And this is the only way you could stop me. He's a medical student, final year student, and I know he'll be writing his papers. I have to sit down and preach to him and encourage him and send text messages. I will call him until he broke loose because I know it was a chastisement of the Lord. Can I ask God to also introduce you to the school of chastisement so that you may be a partaker of his holiness? But do you know that? I know that you, some of you are say, ah, let me go and think about it. But do you know that there is a grace that comes at the revelation of Christ in a man to go through it? Jesus is seated on the right hand of God. Honored, lifted, and exalted. He has a name. And do you know that God can still give you a name among men? Apart from the name of Jesus, he can still give you a name among men. God can trust you with enormous power if only you will not despise, you will not take for granted and you will not be weary when he chastises you. So i like you to pray. If you don't want me to pray that, you should take you to the school of chastisement. Then pray that, Lord, I want to be a partaker of your holiness. That's a better prayer, isn't it? Or a simpler prayer? Lord, permit me to partake of your whole holiness. Because without it, that's the issue. No man shall see the Lord. 
you must be at peace with the instrument he uses to chastise you and you must not break your course you must take it in full so that holiness may appear in your life without you living in peace with those that God uses to chastise you and without you possessing the end product which is holiness you cannot see the Lord that's the trouble you cannot see the Lord will you please ask that God will activate that grace that comes at the revelation of Jesus for you to partake of his holiness why are you praying against people who offend you you will have been praising God for them uh, instead of you getting angry with them you should be happy they are your friends they are not to destroy you they are actually to register you as sons with God and look when he chastises you he dealeth with you as with sons he scourges the son he receives Lord grant me grace Activate this grace that I may take it. I know it will bring harvest of righteousness and peace for those who are trained by it. I know it's not going to be a pleasure ride, but I know I can go through it. It's a road I must travel in order for me to share of your own holiness. If it is Jehovah's holiness, this is the only way to do it. It will make people to take what belongs to you forcefully from your hand and you must not fight back and up to today God does not fight anybody who denies him tight he doesn't he doesn't struggle because of his holiness he will give them rain he will give them good health because he's God because he's holy he's a different God he's not like Ogo or other idols who will fight if you breach any agreement who will and men if you go against their instructions God is not like that he is long suffering he can wait for a long time for you to return that's the kind of God that he wants you to also be in this world so enduring so persevering long suffering so that people could say ah, ah, what kind of a human being is this sister I must come closer to her you can't get her hungry she's not vengeful she doesn't keep malice she's happy at all time even when she's suffering she's still smiling what kind of a human being is this what is her trust what is her stay what is behind this i want to know and then you can find space to bring them to god and god can also hide his power in your hand he knows you will not misbehave he knows you will not abuse his power he knows you will not be judgmental and you will have that power to do good to men and not to show to them that you are a very strong person. Bring this prayer point to a close. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Lord Jesus, if we say we don't want your chastisement, it means we are not your children. If we run away, it means we are bastards. If we reject it, it means we never belong to this family at all. If we despise it or we get weary, I will say, Lord, it is enough. I can't take any more. It means we are bastards. Lord, but we know that there is grace you give to people to endure it. Because there is fruit of righteousness and of peace that will come into lives of such trained by this pattern. Lord, tonight I ask you that whatever it is, please treat us as your own sons and daughters. In the name of Jesus. What kind of sons are we going to be if we are not going to see you? Absalom could not hold it anymore. When he was told that his father pardoned him, yet he could not see the face of his father. What kind of pardon would that be?
how are we going to say we are saved and at the end of the journey we will not be able to see your face lord we plead with you that we will endure it uh, as long as it's going to bring harvest of righteousness help us to endure it in the name of jesus lord those you used to chastise us you said we should follow peace with them uh, and we must get the end result which is holiness otherwise we will never be able to see your face we plead that when we are chastised by men when we are chastised by friends when we are chastised by acquaintances when we are even cheated and chastised by strangers help us to be at peace with them in the name of jesus until we become partakers of your holiness in the name of jesus we pray that no root of bitterness will spring forth anywhere that may cause us to become unholy in the name of jesus thank you father in jesus name we have prayed